Is we in this zone? We up in this zone. Let's go ahead and get right into it. I gotta go to sleep. Oh God. This is for you. My number one. One time for the Super Bowl. One time for the chance. You gotta beat them boys. One time for that boy. Raymond. My number one. Double back twice I 
Slightly hungover, went went a little too hard for Super Bowl weekend. Could y'all imagine being in Super Bowl weekend? Could y'all imagine being in Vegas right now? Man, I seen a video on Instagram. I seen a video on Instagram. Traffic on the strip, something crazy. Shit look like the shit look like the ten and the four five put together. Shit look like Broadway or motherfucking L.A. I, Vegas. Super Bowl, that's crazy. Um, so I had to start off with Usher. Had to start off with Usher. He clearly did, you know, uh, this the the Super Bowl performance. Superstar. <laughs> so let me just tell you, I was really just hitting today. So little inside, like them niggas say on Goddamn Back on Fig and, and the Apollo. Truth in the details. Shout out King. Little truth in the detail is when I be calling my mom, I always be like remixing like R&B songs, right? <laughs> like I'll call her and she'll be like, hello. And then I'll just like break out in a song, but just like remixing it and just like using like my mom or whatever the case may be. Right. So today I call her. I, so today I call her. She's like, hello. And, I, and I'm just like, ah. Hitting a little note, girl. I be a superman, whatever. However, the little hook go, whatever the case may be, right? So, you know, I do that. Call her, talk to her, this and that, right? So then, when Usher gets on to uh, when he's doing the Super Bowl, when he's doing his performance, and he gets the superstar, he's like, "Ma, we made it." He's like, "This is for you," and he's going into superstar. So I just start busting out laughing because I'm like, "Yo, I did the same thing today, calling my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, this is for you. <laughs> you the number one superstar. All this and that shit." <laughs> but um, let's get into the Super Bowl performance. Now, this was very, for me personally, it was highly anticipated. I think. 
Every Super Bowl uh, halftime performance is very anticipated for me. Even if it's artists that I don't necessarily care about, it's the Super Bowl. And you can always pretty much bank on the fact that it's going to be a huge show. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit is always over the top. Like, niggas just be doing it big for the Super Bowl. So... With, with it being Usher, I'm like, all right, what Usher going to do? Is he going to kill it? Like I said before, with the Rolling Stones, with the theory, I feel like I feel like that was all a part of the plan to get more viewers, uh, to remind people again that the Super Bowl performance will be done by Usher, which is the reason why they voted him number one for uh, best R&B song of this century with uh confessions because that was the same song they used for the promo i could be reaching if you ask me it don't get no more obvious he comes out he does exactly what everybody thought he was gonna do he he's just running through hell hella medleys and if you listen to the jbp uh, I believe Ish was right on point. I think it was Ish that called. Uh, he's gonna start off with uh, not caught up, but or was it caught up? Did Usher start off with caught up? I'm the kind of brother. I mean, nah, he ain't start off with that. Or did he start off with that? I don't know. I forgot exactly what song it was that he started off with, but I remember Ish like I think he's gonna start off with that song. And that was actually the song that he started off with. I was like, wow, that's a good call. So Usher's going crazy. Got the burlesque and all this and that. Like, I would assume that it was just like an even more grander version of his Vegas show. You know what I'm saying? It was just so much going on. And partly, in my opinion, I think that kind of took away from his performance. He was rushing through a lot of the songs, which I won't necessarily call it a rush because it's the Super Bowl. Like, you only got but so much time anyway. Like, we, you already know he's under time constraints. Apparently, uh, he negotiated a 15-minute set instead of a 13-minute set, which, when you really think about it, 13 minutes versus 15 minutes, is it really that long? Depending on what you're doing, those two minutes could be a very lot, uh, could be a fucking lifetime. And depending on what you're not doing, what's two minutes? In this particular setting, those two minutes is, is everything. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, he was running through a medley knocking off all the hits you know what i'm saying he does all the hits and this and that shit but it still kind of just felt like it was a little too much like i'm watching it and i'm entertained but at the same time i'm i'm kind of thinking like "Mm, excuse me guys i'm kind of thinking like "Eh, eh, eh, it's all right it's cool i shouldn't say it's all right it's cool but it ain't topping nothing, though. It ain't, in my opinion, it ain't topping the Dre performance with Kendrick and them. It ain't topping uh, Prince. 
I don't even know. Well, ooh, it was probably what. Well, yeah, it was probably better than Rihanna's. I can't remember Beyonce's. You know, oh, uh, I just couldn't imagine it being a top three, top five Super Bowl performance. Honestly, it probably wasn't top ten. Out of a ten, I think I would give the, the I think I would give the the show in its entirety a six. But, but, because of this simple thing alone, because of Usher's contribution to internet culture, I kind of got to bump it up to an 8.1. What that nigga did with Alicia Keys, that man was out, he was out of pocket. That boy Usher was out of pocket. Oh, no, Carolina. Tell it like it is. I'm gonna tell it like it is. He was out of pocket. So Usher brings and Usher brings out a gang of people. The first person he brings out is Alicia Keys. Coincidentally enough, the first person he brings out, she wasn't needed in my opinion. Maybe what hinted to that could have been the first note. Baby could have been a little nervous, but we caught it. She ain't really hit that thing the way she was supposed to hit that thing, but it's cool. It's Alicia. She stamped in our books. Consider your tone. When you speak on her. What the fuck was Usher doing not considering his gestures? Not considering his hands? See, niggas is talking about the hug, the way he just embraced Alicia. Oh, God, he embraced her. That shit looked warm. That shit looked like love. That shit had me thinking, damn, Don, you've been single for a minute, cuh. Where your bitch at? Cause you need you need one of them. I'm trying to run up behind baby and rock side to side on that motherfucker, man. But Usher started off crazy. Usher started off crazy. I ain't gonna say cause they ain't show it on camera. It was a different angle from the front. I ain't going to say Usher touched the booty, but Usher even just, Usher even just silhouetting the shape on on this shit was crazy. He started off like that. He started off hitting it with the, all that. He crazy for that. He crazy. Oh, he was out of pocket, but. That was great contribution to internet and meme culture. Because niggas had me cracking up off that shit. Niggas had me cracking up. This how your wife be? Where, this how your wife be with her work husband? This what I look like seven minutes after I just met a chick? <laughs> and, but hold up, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because 
with all that being said, with all that being said, if Swizz decide to, if Swizz decide to get on his motherfucking, you feel me? Usher got to live with that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm gonna let you hear it right now. Fight always gets around the whole school. Hold up. We got to get the normal time. We got to get the normal playback speed. End of a fight always gets around the whole school. A classic. My little sister tell me you can't keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. No, man. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Nigga, you think my sister a hoe or something? No, Thanks no. your fucking toy. No, I think she pretty. Usher, just because you think Alicia is pretty, that don't give you the right. That don't give you the right to just be putting your hands on her like that. Now, if Swizz really, if Swizz go full goddamn, you feel me on you, that's your problem. That's with nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you too, nigga. What? Y'all want some of me? Man, yeah. What? I guess so. No, man. This is my fight. Okay. What, nigga? You gonna hurt him? That's what Alicia's saying. You gonna hurt him? It's just a performance. It's just a performance, Swizz. Now at least you got to put hands on them because you done did all that extra shit. Acting like that ain't a nigga wife, man. That's my wife, man. What my nigga Cedric say? You go front on me like that in front of my wife and everything? <laughs> Let's go, Alicia. Are you all right? Niggas, if that nigga Swizz decided to go full Stacy mode on Usher, he got every yeah, right. Alexa, let's go. I don't care if it was no, performance sorry, or not. Bro. Nigga couldn't even apologize. She like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I ain't mean for my I ain't mean for Swizz to get on you like that, Ush, but yeah. Yeah, nah, my nigga, if my nigga Swizz was to go full Stacy edition on Usher, he got every right. Usher had the whole Atlanta in the building. He brought out the whole goddamn Atlanta. JD, Ludacris, all this and that. My nigga Swizz needs to pull up with the whole Rough Riders, nigga. Banshees and Jixers all over the fucking place. Fuck these niggas talking about. But yeah, so because of that, like I said, I'm going to give Usher an 8.1 for the entertainment value. A six for the show in general. And uh, that's just what it's going to be. Speaking of Super Bowl, I wonder what folk think uh, about this topic. And hold up. I can't, I can't, I got to hit my shit so I stay into it. You better wrap that gavel up, B. Again, so speaking of the Super Bowl, <laughs> I wonder what folk thought about these commercials. This was the very first commercial. It comes on, and it's just a gang of, like, 
different people washing people's feet. You got white women washing immigrants' feet. You got black women washing these people's feet. You got white niggas washing these people's feet. And I'm born that way. What the fuck going on? I can tell by the music that this ain't supposed to be a funny commercial. So I'm already kind of a little like off it. Because I'm like, yo, I can tell it's like some type of like woke type shit. So I'm already kind of thinking like, bro, what the fuck going on with the? It's the Super Bowl, bro. Bring back funny, creative ass commercials. Bring it back. I don't know what it is, but the commercials have sucked for so long. And them shits used to be on point, bro. It used to be nothing better than Super Bowl commercials. They used to be so lit. These shits is trash now, bro. They trash. So I'm watching all this and I'm like, but I'm still kind of not, I'm not picking up on the reference. I'm not picking up really what's going on. I can just tell it's supposed to be like some type of message, right? So then it gets to the very last set of these people, like these opposites, these opposites of people washing feet. The very last set is a priest and a gay man. And now I'm thinking like, all right, like, all right, now I really think like, what the hell going on? And it's like, uh, and they go, Jesus didn't teach hate. Jesus washed feet or some shit like that. And then I was like, oh, and it was like a whole commercial about Jesus. And Christianity, oh, maybe Christianity, maybe, but it was a whole commercial about Jesus. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. So my initial thought was like, okay. I was mad at first, but now I'm not mad. I'm not mad because a couple weeks ago when who, C.J. Stroud, one time for my dogs, Bulls on Parade, Hook'em Toro. CJ Stroud was being interviewed for his post game after our uh after our uh, wild card win versus the Browns. And apparently ABC had edited his uh his post game his post game speech or whatever. When he was saying, "Hey, I want to, you know, just give thanks to God and this and that," they had they had edited that out. So I'm looking at that like, "Damn, man, that's crazy!" Like, look where we at as a country. Like, we used to be all about religion and we used to be all about God and this and that, and now like we didn't got so removed from that shit. We didn't got so removed from religion and stuff that. They go they they taking it that far because what they don't want to they don't they just want all the viewers and they don't want to offend and like why like why would they edit that out like is that what we saying now as a country as America that we just off religion like that's just not a part of that's just not a part of the values and the culture of America anymore like even if everybody still if even if everybody was like man fuck american culture fuck all this and that whatever y'all whatever the culture of america is we going against it but 
America is bending to that? Like, the culture is supposed to be the culture. And the motherfuckers want to be anti and counterculture, and then that's just what it's going to be. But the fabric is supposed to still be the fabric. So I'm like, damn, like, we, like, that's kind of crazy. And I'm not, it's not even like I'm a super religious person. I listen to gospel music a lot, but I couldn't tell you the last time that I went to church. I, I don't pray nowhere near as much as I should. Holy macrimony, I do not. I do not. So it's not like I'm really saying this from a position of like I'm just such a religious person, but at the same time, I'm religious enough to to appreciate and respect that at one point that was a part of our culture and and I wish it still was. But being that we so kind of off track with shit and just how we move as a society i kind of maybe can understand why we not on it like that because it just don't seem like folk really give a fuck about religion and stuff like that anymore you know so to see that that kind of made me feel good of like all right is this like a push to maybe like get it america like back on the right track and some shit like if i can i can support that i can support that but then i got to thinking and maybe and again and maybe i'm dead wrong for this because i understood what the commercial was saying but when it got to the priest and the gay dude i'm like all right you how do I even word this? You got a commercial about Jesus, so you're clearly talking about religion. And if and since we're in America, our predominant religion is Christianity. If in the Bible and and our and our religion as a whole speaks on homosexuality as an abomination and all this and that. Are we still once again just remixing the Bible? Like I spoke on a few uh, a, a few episodes ago about um what was I speaking on? Oh, a why a why uh Christianity is the is the one religion that just gets played with. Like it's the only one, and I was just saying like maybe it's because we just got mad remix, like we just be remixing it. Starting from just the fact that Jesus out here looking like a whole white nigga. When that's just not what Cub was looking like. Unless the European bloodline and this and that was going crazy, but. Bro was from Jerusalem. He was from the Middle East for the most like he won from Europe. So I highly doubt that his virgin mother that gave birth to him as a virgin like it, I just doubt that she was like of Aryan race. I just doubt that she was from Caucasian descent. Like that's just hard for me to believe. I just don't understand where that makes sense. So I'm like, y'all niggas was playing with Jesus from the niggas was just playing with the religion from the jump. So it just makes me wonder of like, all right, we got a commercial about religion, but are we still yet again? remixing it and and it's hard for me and and i'm not arguing if it's wrong or right but 
I'm arguing from just sticking to the script. Or are we in another phase or another chapter of the religion of a new a new a new testament or something like that? Or another remix. Like they taking slavery out of school books now. They not even teaching that shit no more. That they not even calling it slaves. It was this and that. Like that's just and eventually that's just not even gonna be a part of American history anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just gonna be gone. My my kids, my kids' kids will that's gonna be something they'll that what? There was stuff like what? They learned that, they're gonna call you a liar. They call me a liar. That wasn't going on. Is that what it's gonna be in religion too? In Christianity. That sooner or later there's gonna be a Bible that Whatever, whatever it is they speaking on about gay people and homosexuality, that's just not even going to be in the Bible anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I just thought that was an int- I thought that was a very interesting commercial, a very interesting commercial. Um, and the rest of the commercials were, if you ask me, uh, a little. A little shitty. Just a little shitty, but all right. You better wrap that gavel up, B. Speaking of the gays and homosexuality and all this and that, I seen this on Twitter and it had motherfuckers in another uproar. What y'all think what about this? Men do that be bad as hell when they see you got your nails painted. Fuck wrong with you, bro. You got some sugar in your tank? Calm down, brother. Why are you so angry? I ain't trying to fuck you. You know what I mean? Whole time, straight over there. I like the color of your nail. You know what I mean? Start the conversation up. Get it going. Weird as shit. Now, I see niggas going crazy talking about this. A man that paints his nails is my homegirl. I'll never be okay with this. And I don't care who says otherwise. Now, there was another one. There was another one that I had scene where bro was just going even more crazy oh oh this is a woman this is a woman that's saying that so i can i can kind of take her point a little bit better of i'll never be okay with this and i don't care who say otherwise if a woman want to say that she can say that if a nigga say that it's kind of weird but i'm just wondering where the whole paint and the nail thing came from is it once again niggas biting off the white style? Y'all remember back in the day, 08, 09, I, I put it to you this way. I remember growing up, a nigga rocking Amber Combry and Hollister and Air Apostle and shit like that was white nigga shit. Niggas weren't wearing it. You wore some shit like that. You was getting clowned on by black folk. Because it's like, why are you dressing white? You know what I'm saying? But then 08 came around. 09 came around. Niggas started wearing Hollister, Amber Combrey, and their apostle. It wasn't I. You wouldn't catch me in that shit. Although... My nigga Trey Daniels did bless me with the Hollister bubble. 
He was wearing that shit in Korea. Niggas was trying to front on him. Getting on him and this and that about maybe the jacket was a little tight because my nigga was a little, you know, he was a little swole and shit like that. But niggas was trying to front on him with the jacket. I was the only one in the crew like, hey, niggas is fronting. That shit hard as a bitch. <laughs> like, that shit hard. It's a cold ass, like, olive green kind of color with fucking orange accents and trim. Like, that shit tight, my nigga. So when he was leaving Korea and packing all his shit up, he ain't had no more room for it. He said, my nigga, you can have it. I said, what? Give it to me. I still got it to this day. But that's the only thing I got. You won't catch me in no other shit. That just wasn't me. But I did start wearing Vans. I did have some skinny jeans and shit like that. Did paint and nails come from niggas biting off like gothic in the emo style? Like, where did the whole paint and nails trend come from? And what was it? I just want to know, like, what was it that made niggas just want to be like, oh, nah, this is like what I want to do? Like, if nobody, no, cause if nobody influenced niggas to do it, because that's what a motherfucker would say, like, nah, I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to express myself. And it like, but what is the expression? I don't understand it. What is the expression? What is it? What was the influence? What, what, how was the day going when you woke up or was just driving in traffic and just looked and thought to yourself, like, eh, I think I'm going to paint my nails. This regular shit just looking too regular. It's, it's, it's the bare minimum. And I'd rather, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just wonder what it is. Now, I don't, nec- I wouldn't necessarily call it gay just because a nigga want to paint his nails. It's, it's mad bitch-like for sure. It's mad bitch-like for sure. But I don't, I don't know if I can say just because a nigga painting his nails, especially now. And you want to know why I, I can't say that? A nigga painting his nails don't mean he out here sucking dick and fucking niggas in it. The reason why I can't say that is because niggas been out here wearing purses for a long fucking time now, too. Niggas been out here with tote bags and all this and that shit walking around. And niggas was straight. Niggas be straight wearing, carrying clutches and shit like. So if I can't say it for that, and that was one of the initial waves of just, that's really some hoe shit right there. Then I can't say it about the nails. Now, could niggas very well be? Yeah, niggas very well could be. I don't know. And I don't give a fuck. But. I can't say that I I can't say what it is. I just wonder what the fuck really going on. I just would love to know what it was that really start making niggas want to paint. Like I I can only imagine like what, what, like what would it be for me to make me want to just. That plum ain't plum ain't hitting like I thought it would. Next week I might go green. 
Like, I, I just wonder, like, what would it be? Like, what would it be for me to make me just want to start painting my nails, bro? I can't. Ugh. 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 That shit kind of just. You know what I'm saying? Like. But who the fuck am I to speak? You know what I'm saying? Niggas out here calling me gay and shit. So what the fuck can I say? Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'll be a gay motherfucker before I really start walking around here looking like a bitch. That's for sure, for sure. That's for sure, for sure. For real. I can't do the the whole painting nails. But, yeah, nah, niggas is, niggas, niggas is on Twitter hot about this shit. I wish I could read some of the comments uh, or at least find that one post where the one nigga, he was really going off. He was tight about that shit. <laughs> that nigga was hot about that shit, which is crazy, too, because it's like, why like that's what i'm saying like i don't give a fuck but i just wonder what it is but the last thing i'm ever gonna do is like get on twitter or some shit like that and just talk about how much i don't stand for it and how much i'm just so against it and all that like the fuck it got to do with me? Like, I don't give a like, nigga want to paint his nails, nigga want to paint his nails. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just curious. I, only, thing I'm, only thing I'm interested in is the origin of the shit. That's the only thing I'm interested in. I don't give a fuck that you doing it. I don't give a fuck how long you do it. When you stop doing it, means nothing to me. But I am just super curious on the origin of that shit. Let's run this shit back one more time. Because I feel, bro. When they see you got your nails painted. Fuck wrong with you, bro. You got some sugar in your tank? Calm down, brother. Why are you so angry? I ain't trying to fuck you. You know what I mean? Whole time, straight over there. I like the color of your nails. You know what I mean? Start the conversation up. Get and you know what? We're bro saying, calm down, brother. I ain't trying to fuck you. <laughs> you know another reason why I think niggas be so tight? With niggas that's gay, is because that shit really, that shit really a look into the mirror. Being around a gay nigga is really a look into the mirror as men. And what I mean by that is, it's like when fucking Joe Budden was on Math Hoffa's show and they was going back and forth about uh, Joe saying he was bi, joking around with that shit, right? And then, but then he was just, they was just getting it. But Joe was just talking about like when niggas thought he was serious and how people was talking and how people this and that. And it was just like, oh, okay. Like now I'm really kind of reading the room on how blah, blah, blah. And Joe was like, he was, cause math was saying something. I forgot what it was that math was saying, but Joe was like, well, the arrogance of you, my nigga, like what the fuck would make you think that you, you would be my type. What the fuck would make you think that I'm gay and just because you a man, I want to... The reason why niggas think that is because as men, we do know we will fuck anything. Truthfully, when it comes to sex, we ain't got no goddamn type. The only type we got is I might not like no real skinny bitch. And I might not like no whale, bitch. That's it. I don't like skinny as a rail. I don't like big as a whale. Everything in between them two, 
you can get that shit. You ain't even got to catch a nigga on the right night. You can just get it. If you offering it, I'm going to take it. I'm with it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go when you are. Let's get to it. That's how niggas is. So I think as men, that's how we also just look at gay men. Of like, oh shit, like, well, he gay and he like men and I'm a man, so he gotta he gotta be attracted to me. He got he gotta wanna fuck me. Because that's just how we operate as men. We damn near ready to fuck 85% of the other of the female population. Off the just off just off the fucking pull-up. Off the pull-up, we ready to swap. Swap. So I think that I think that might be part of the reason. I think that might be part of the reason. Speaking of more sex. This was crazy. This was crazy. So, like I told y'all know, y'all know I be dabbling on the little three fun app, this and that shit, right? Well, there was this one chick on there. <sighs> this one chick on there, she was a thick little white bitch. Thick little white bitch. Nice little ass on her, decent titties, this and that shit. So I'm swiping through on her, right? And I see on her bio, she was like, I don't really be on here, but hit me up on my Telegram. I'm like, shit, all right, fuck, I'm going to hit her up, see if shit might be able to make a play for the weekend, knock her down, see what type of shit she on. So I hit her up on her, on the Telegram and shit. And, you know, I give her my little spill, this and that, whatever the case may be. And uh, always finish it off with, you know, I might not necessarily be what you're looking for, but I would love to chat and see if we got some chemistry. I hit that line to everybody. And she goes, she goes, if you got the right amount, we'll definitely have chemistry. So I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, oh, she, oh, she on the app selling pussy. Huh. Okay. So now I'm like, all right. Let's see what she talking about then. I wasn't fitting to do it, but I'm like, let's just see what she talking about. I'm like, what's your rates for an hour? She go 150. That's not bad. It's really not bad, but I wasn't fitting to do it. So I go, eh, pussy ain't in my budget. This is this what I tell her. Pussy ain't in my budget this week, but next week, Next week is more likely. So then I go back to the chat. I jump out of another. I jump out of my crypto telegram chat back to that one. And I see it just kind of like disappeared. And she blocked She blocked me. And I'm like, damn, like, damn, why she blocked me? So I'm just thinking like, man, like sales is sales, bro. Like just imagine selling pussy. Imagine what that's like. If you've been in sales before, imagine what it's like selling your body. So imagine what that's like when a nigga hits you up and they and they not serious. Like, 
You know how bad that's got to suck, especially if she's selling pussy as her as her like sole income. Now, I highly, I ain't gonna say I highly doubt, but it's hard for me to fathom someone selling pussy as their sole income, especially for 150 for an hour. Like, bitch, you selling pussy 150 an hour? Maybe that's a great rate, and you hitting like clockwork, or it kind of tells me that you might be out here struggling, so you. Got your pussy on a discount, which is crazy. Which is crazy. Like, I think it's crazy that a bitch would sell her pussy for, like, more than $1,000. But at the same time, if you really think about it, pussy worth the world. So, <laughs> a bitch should be selling. A bitch should never really be selling no pussy for less than $500. For real, for real. Like, if we just being honest. A bitch should never be selling no pussy for less than $500. And, and, and any time a bitch say her pussy is over goddamn $300, I'm going to complain. I'm going to complain. But deep down inside, I know, bitch, you making the right choice. That shit should never be less than $500. Maybe it should never be less than 1000 Because, again, I think pussy worth the world. But that's just me. That's just me. But it did just kind of make me think, like, Lil Mama gotta, Lil Mama gotta learn some sales etiquette, man. Like, I tell her most likely, I'm, I tell her, you know, this week ain't in the budget, but next week is most is more likely. Now, granted, from all the sales I didn't did, which is not a lot, but from from the from the limited experience I've had with door knocking, selling home improvement selling fucking life insurance dealing with 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 potential customers you can you know when niggas is playing and at the same time you don't be knowing when niggas is playing and you don't really realize it until you get to the appointment and it's a no-show and then it's like oh hell them niggas is playing the whole goddamn time but the bitch blocked me she ain't even leave she ain't even leave the conversation in the app like, damn, shorty, you not even going to allow for a follow-up? If I tell you most likely next week, I'm not saying you got to follow up with me. And I don't know if she blocked me or what, but it's like, damn, you ain't even going to leave the follow-up as an option for me? Maybe I was dead serious. Maybe I was dead serious on knocking you down for 150 but because I said, like, you should, if you, if you didn't want niggas playing with you, why ain't you just let it be known in your, in your fucking profile, in your bio on the app that, th- that this is what you was doing? You in the minority on the app. Nobody is selling, nobody is fucking selling sex on the app. It's literally an NSA. It's literally just where you can meet and hook up. Nobody is on that shit selling pussy. You on there selling pussy, not advertising it, but then expecting it. Like, cause she going to hit me up. Like, so what you trying to do after, after, after she told me the price, I'm like, Hmm. Okay. And I ain't say nothing. So then a few minutes later, that's when she, she was like, so we doing this or what, what you trying to do? So that's when I was like, nah, nah. But it's like, all right, be like, damn, bitch, you done pressed me. Ask like, like I done put pressure on you. Like, 
Bitch, I didn't even know you were selling the pussy. If I knew you were selling the pussy, I wouldn't even have hit you up because I'm not in a I'm not in a in a mood to buy no pussy. That's not where I'm at right now. So it's your fault. Motherfuckers gotta learn so I, I would I think I don't know. I can't speak for every woman that sell pussy. But to me, it just came down to a simple fact of sales is sales. And a motherfucker got to learn some etiquette when selling some pussy. But I got to imagine that's like some tough shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you selling selling your body. Like, a lot of the time, because you can take sales very personal. Motherfuckers rejecting you, telling you no all the time. Like, that shit can get to you. And you you just selling a product. You selling fucking... ADT, home alarms, Brink home alarms. You selling life insurance. You selling fucking backwash, you know, backsplashes in, in kitchens and shit like that. Ain't got shit to do with you, but after enough nose, you start to take the nose a little personal. Like, what the fuck going on? Like, what's up with y'all whole ass niggas? Imagine that shit when it's just, when it's really you. Not even like you as in your business. Like, oh, I be selling, like, I got my own business, my own cupcake business. Oh, I got my own car detailing business. Oh, I got, I provide this service. But it's like, you know, editing videos or some shit. Like, it's you, but it's still like you doing something for somebody else. But imagine, like, really selling you, literally. You're literally selling your your body, literally. And niggas is playing. Niggas is turning it down. Niggas is not taking it. Like, I wonder what the fuck that feel like. You know what I'm saying? Like, if 10 niggas hit you up in a day, and then you tell them the price, and only one person do it, you're pro- maybe you're cool with that. I don't know. I don't know if a woman, if, if 10 niggas hit a woman up, I don't know if she wants to fuck all 10. Maybe she want to run it up that day. That's that's a quick $1,000 plus. Maybe she wants to run it up that day. Maybe she don't. It makes me wonder. Who knows? But, yeah, when that happened, I just kind of thought to myself, like, damn, bitch, you, you could have had a potential, you might have had a potential client and you just shot it down for what? Because your marketing sucked. Because your advertisement sucked. Who knows? But yeah. You better wrap that gavel up, B. And speaking of even more sex appeal. Guys, I was watching this video the other day, and this shit had me going crazy. My first celebrity crush, Maya. What was y'all's first celebrity crush? Who was y'all's first celebrity crush? Just just think about it for a quick second. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a quick second to think about it. 
know I shouldn't have did that. I know it's gonna come right back. I know it's gonna destroy everything I made. It's probably gonna get you for a cent to win. But this game I play ain't no way uh. to fix it. It's inevitable that I'm set where I was stopping before I even started. When I get to one brick in the game, I would depart with. Got to one. Again, mine was Maya. I got Maya. Maya was my very first, dating back to 97, 98. Then I got Neil Long. My goodness. Dating back to Friday. Lisa Ray. Good gracious. Dating back to Players Club. Brenda Song. Dating back to whatever the movie it was she played on on the Disney Channel back in the day. And the first time they ever played it, because, you know, back then the the Disney premieres used to come on on Fridays and shit like that. A brand new Disney movie, whatever the case may be. And I remember the first one they played. They had Brenda Songs jumping over a fence. She had to climb over a fence. Right. And in the scene. When she climbed over the fence, it happened to show her thong. I remember that shit. It happened to show her thong. And I was like, oh, shit. And then the next time they played that movie, it might have been the following week. Because I remembered the scene. The thong wasn't showing anymore. I don't know if they either switched the scene completely or they went in and did some editing and photoshopped it cropped it out whatever the case may be cgi or something but long story short after that after that initial premiere on disney that thong was not showing anymore but i love me some goddamn brenda songs she was my you know she let me know she was the one to let me know that yeah i fuck with asian women I fuck with Asian women the hard way, the long way. No question. Lucy Lou, my God. Lucy Lou, get off me. Get off me. Um, But, yeah, I was watching that Maya video. It's all about me. Bruh, that shit, it just made me think about, yo, I wish I could, like, go back in time as myself right now. And just see what what kind of zone I was in when I when I when that video would come on BET and I was watching that shit. I remember the summer. I stayed the summer with my mom. She was living in Raleigh. I stayed the summer with my mom. And it just makes me wonder, like, wow. I really wonder what my face looked like when I know I had to be locked in. I know I had to be locked in. Cause she had mad videos out that year. She had, it's all about me. She had moving on with silk to Shaka, And she even had ghetto superstar. And I hated that song. Like I did not like the ghetto superstar song, but I would watch the video just because I got to see Maya. Moving on, that shit was tight. 
that was a tough video. That was a tough video, a nice song. But it's all about me. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. So um, I forgot what it was that even made me, like, go back. What was it that made me go back and watch that the other day? Something on Instagram. Oh, I know what it was. It was uh, seeing her on Instagram talk. Well, I think it was a maybe a Vlad interview. I think it might have been a Vlad interview. Maybe not. But she was just talking about why she left the music industry and feeling like she was blackballed and, you know, not wanting to sell her soul. So she said, fuck it. If y'all going to give me y'all's ass a kiss, nigga, I'm giving y'all's my ass a kiss right back, too. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, look at my baby Maya. Like, I ain't seen I ain't seen my mama in a while. And she's still looking good as hell. Still looking good as hell. So it just made me go back to like, oh, yeah, let me see what It's All About Me was talking about. And that video was just way too sexy, way too sexy. Good gracious. But all right. I think this is going to be the last topic. Is this going to be the last topic? No, it's not. It's not. But I will still segue into some more men type women shit. I seen a video today. These niggas on a podcast. I forgot what the podcast was called. They're on TikTok. Lady was calling in. She was talking about guys walking on the outside of the curb with their girls. And just why dudes got to do that and, you know, whatever. You know, she was like, if we, she was like, walk on the outside of the curb because if we get robbed, like, what the, f-? and they were like, they just start busting out laughing because it's like, yo, women in their logic, like, what the fuck is that going to do? Somebody's trying to rob, but he was like, they were like, oh, I, I would have robbed y'all, but your man's walking on the outside of the curb. Don't even worry about it. Like, I ain't even going to fuck. Like, what the fuck, why, what the fuck are women thinking when they, like, bitch, if he going to rob us, if he gonna rob us, he gonna rob us. He not just gonna rob me because I'm on the outside of the curb. He's gonna rob us. Like they said, he really want whatever's in your fucking purse as well. If you got a nice purse, he gonna take that so he can sell it or give it to his bitch. Like, what? And I can remember when me and my ex was dating and we were walking and she was like, walking the outside. And I'm like, wait, huh? And she was like, yeah, and I and I had never, I never knew that. I never knew that. My stepmom never taught me that, never, never told me about that. None of my older sisters ever told me about that. My dad never told me about that. I had, I never had heard that before. Walking on the outside of the curb as uh, uh walking on the outside of the sidewalk and shit like that is like the 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 proper thing to do. And I just remember like when my ex was telling me, I'm like, wait, what? Like what what is that supposed to do like what if a car jumps the curb like what is it just gonna like what is it supposed to do like if the car jumps the curb it is jumping a curb like yeah life is a game of inches and feet and shit like that but nine times out of ten if the shit jumping the curb it, it's probably not going to be just on the curb to where it hits the outside of somebody. Like, it's probably going to be on the whole shit where it's taking out both of us. 
and this and that shit, right? But in my opinion, when women give their answers with that, this is the reason why women really want niggas to walk on the outside of the curb. The reason why they really want us to walk on the outside of the curb It really just proves how much they don't care about us. It proves how much women don't care about us. And it speaks to just how replaceable we are to them. That's how, like, that's what it is. In their eyes, we are beyond, we are so replaceable. It doesn't even think about this. As a man, if I'm walking on the outside of the curb, it's it's because in some in some form or fashion, it's supposed to be a protection. So because of that, you've already stowed upon me the responsibility of being alert and being aware and all this and that shit. Like you've already put it on me. But because I'm a man and you my girl, you didn't even really have to put that on me. It's already on me. Because even if you wasn't with me, I'm still for the for the best for, for the best of my ability, if I'm not walking around with my head and my fucking phone, which might as well be up my ass, I'm gonna be alert and I'm gonna be aware. You ain't even really gotta put that on me. But you are, not only do I appreciate it, I accept it, and I respect it. I'm going to hold this down. I'm watching. I'm Don't even trip. But this is, to me, where the flaw comes in. To me, this is where they don't give a fuck about you. Because if the car jumped the curb, they really think that it's just going to hit you. But if they was on the outside, it would just hit them. Okay, I get it. But if you ask me, if you really cared about me, if you really loved me, if you didn't really look at me as beyond fucking replaceable, you would want me on the inside. Because if I'm already alert, and aware that the car is about to jump the curb and hit a motherfucker, why not have me on the inside so I can pull you out of harm's way instead of pushing you out of harm's way? Because when I push you out of harm's way, that's still going to leave me vulnerable. Now, I I, I got to push you. I, I still might fuck around and get clipped because I'm trying to get out this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen it, but maybe I, I might have been a little late. Who knows? But if I'm on the inside and I pull you, not only are you safe, but the man 
that you trusted and bestowed the responsibility of being aware and alert enough to protect you is also out of harm's way so the nigga can do it again. Now you get to build confidence in your man. You got mad confidence in your man. He done just saved you. He saved you from the car. He pulled you. Girl, what you doing? Get your ass over here. Now, girl, what you doing? Get out the way. Girl, pay attention. Get your ass over here. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Girl, get out the way. can kill me. Girl, get your ass over here. It's going to save you. And me. We not even married. We only been together for six months. It's 2024. You a strong, independent woman. You just so happen to fuck with me. Bitch, stop playing with me. Want me to put my line on the line? Want me to put my life on the line at every fucking given? Bitch, quit playing. Because I know you don't fuck with me that goddamn much. What? You want me to save you from the, from the fucking the water? Somebody driving by? It ain't. If the, if the, if the motherfucking going to splash enough to hit me, it's going to splash enough to hit you too. What fucking difference does it make? If a motherfucker again trying to rob, he going to rob your ass too. If a motherfucker back out on us, what I'm supposed to do? Because I'm on the outside. Excuse me. Now all of a sudden I'm on the outside. I'm walking on the outside of the curb. Nigga back out on us. Now I'm what? Now all of a sudden I'm He-Man. I'm just fitting to disarm the nigga like I'm fucking Equalizer or some shit. Bitch, dig in your purse. Give him the, give him the goddamn wallet. Here, take my shit too. Guess we going back home. We ain't got no money, nigga. They just robbed us. What fucking difference? It don't make no difference, dog. It don't make no difference whatsoever. Shit crazy. So, yeah, that's my theory. The reason why women want us to walk on the outside is because, truthfully, they don't care about us and not even in the back of their mind. That shit always on the frontal lobe. These niggas is irreplaceable. These niggas is replaceable. These niggas is beyond replaceable. I don't, I don't give a fuck to have one nigga save me for the rest of my life. Let one of these niggas get hit by a car. I'm trying to see if another nigga can save me. I want to see another nigga put his life on the line. Fuck all that shit. That's not the hoes thing. Uh, now here is the last and final topic. You better wrap that gavel up, B. Y'all see that Logic interview? With his dad? Logic interviews dad. See if I can find that on Twitter. That shit was really kind of nasty. No cap. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm getting it ready. Hold on. Logic will interview his dad on his upcoming. Yeah, here it goes right here. You know. If I help you, because I know you, 
you've talked shit about me. You've said, you know, Dad, Bobby don't help nobody. You've said this. I'm not saying you're saying it right now. No, no. I, I mean, the bottom you've line said is, it. it's, it's been said by me before. Exactly. But the bottom line is, what I realize is that you don't owe me a motherfucking thing. You don't owe me nothing. You know, and I, I, I had to come to the realization of that, you know. I gave you your talent, but my talent was given to me yeah. by my father, which is given to you by your father, sure. which is given to you, and which you're going to give your son, 100%. Bobby. Yeah. Okay, so it's going down the line. It is, but I just want to say one thing. I want to say that um, when, you're, when, you, when, we, when we spoke earlier, and that I know you've said things like, my son don't help me, my son don't help anybody, da-da-da, respectfully in a place I know that was said from ignorance because there's also a big side of you that you know now, but you didn't know at the time. You know, I have helped people in my family and I've helped people outside of my family. When we spoke earlier today, I know there's a lot that I've done. I promise you, but uh, I just want to get this out and I want to say it and I really want to go back and forth and I want to have fun. This ain't necessarily the clip I wanted to play, but... Bro was just really kind of talking crazy to his pops, and I ain't like that shit, because he a whole white nigga. Yeah, he mixed and this and that. That nigga white. That nigga white as hell in hip-hop with that with a whole entire white audience. I don't know too many black folk to listen to him. That nigga white. And I just, it's hard for me to, to, to fathom he would do that if his mom was black and his dad was white. Now, some folk might say, well, if his dad was white, he'd be there and all this and that. And his dad wouldn't be whatever, whatever. Maybe. But I don't give a fuck. Don't be talking to your black ass daddy like that. Understand y'all might got a little, a little beef. Understand y'all might be going through some turmoil. Understand you might have a little trauma from your past, from your childhood. I get it. Trust me. I, I get it. I done been there. Not with my dad, but with my moms. I done been there. I know what it's like. I know how I feel. That shit suck. That shit hurt. That shit trash. That shit whack. It ain't no good. But I couldn't imagine just holding on to it for so long that I would get on a podcast and get on my mom about like, what? That's crazy. That's crazy. He talked my nigga, my nigga. Like, I, I wish I could find that clip. My nigga, my nigga. Like, this is like, bro, don't. That, that, that shit was, that shit was wicked work, bro. That shit was wicked work. I just, I just didn't like that. I just really felt like if his dad was white, he wouldn't have done that. So to get on the platform with your white ass audience and 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 talk to your dad the way he was talking to his dad that shit that shit just was not fly bro that shit was not fly that shit was not cool at all now he don't owe his dad shit he writing that for sure for sure he don't but to do that publicly for content nah Nah, let's play a little more. We don't help nobody. Two people, one million, 
two million, three million, four and a half million dollars just to purchase that, let alone mortgage, let alone other bills that come into that. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, you got a house, so then what? That's nine houses. Let's not let's talk about nine vehicles. His dad wants a let's house. talk about nine cars that I gotta pay for. Let's talk about nine gas bills a month I gotta get paid for. Let's talk about nine AT&T fucking bills I gotta pay for, nine Comcast bills, HB, HBO <laughs> bills. Not no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. Cause guess what? If I'm if I'm paying all this money, ain't nobody on welfare no more. Niggas ain't fucking broke no more. So they ain't on welfare, they ain't on food stamps. That's nine people I gotta pay for food for. That's nine people I gotta pay for vacation. When did he start saying nigga? I wonder like what age was he really just saying nigga? He looked white, he grew up with his white mom, with his all white family. Who was he saying nigga around? Only his black friends? Did he have black? I don't know. See, this is where I may be getting, maybe I'm getting a little out of pocket right now. Asking if he like, because I don't know this nigga. Like, maybe he did have black friends and shit like that. But he just, come, you you know, remember growing up? Remember growing up? Because we you know we weren't supposed to be cursing and shit like that. We kids. We chaps. Like, we, we ain't supposed to be talking like grown folk. But we would do it. But you know how to some like some there used to, there'd just be some kids that just didn't really know how to curse. Like every time they were cursed, it was just mad cringe. Cause it was like, it just don't even sound natural. It just sound forced as hell. Like, that's kind of how logic come off. It it like it just sounds forced, you know? Just for now, let's also talk about the fact that a majority of your children and my mother's children all have children. So let's duplicate that motherfucker times about <laughs> however much that is. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. And unfortunately, I've learned when I give 10,000 here, 5,000 here of cash to somebody and then they blow it and then they don't got nothing. They don't use it right. And then they look at me like I fucked up or I did something wrong and then they come back and they ask me again and again and again. Now as a, as a fucking millionaire, who has broken that cycle, made it out the hood, educated myself and understand what it means to be Mm self-sufficient. There is no way as a fucking man that I could ever, as much as it hurts me to see the people that I love struggle, give them money and watch them just burn it to nothing again. So I say all that to say, daddy, I love you with all my heart. And the only reason I ain't never given you a crazy amount of money is because I didn't want to see you blow it. Now with all that said, we had a conversation today. I'm going to buy you a truck, and I'm going to do more than that. But I feel that, though. I can't be mad at the nigga on that one. I feel him. As much as it hurt, I, I'm not in that position, so I don't know what it feel like, but I can assume, I can imagine what that feels like to be the one in your family and having to... Bless niggas around the clock and you just see niggas taking your blessing and just not optimizing and maximizing it. I can imagine that shit suck. I can imagine at some point you look at it, especially when you got kids of your own and stuff like that. And you just think it to yourself like, I can't keep doing this. I got to look out for me. I got to look out for mines. And I love all y'all, but I got my own family now. And that's what I got to take care of. So I, I can feel him on that one. But I still just didn't. To me, I just didn't. I, I, ugh, I didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate that. 
I, I, I just couldn't imagine me having a beef with my mom at this age, at this age, getting her on like on my pod, getting her on the podcast and just talking about like just ripping into her about this and that, whether it's even though where he probably stood on for some of the clips was valid, but I'd imagine I feel like it all still stemmed from just like resent. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I still kind of feel a way about back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, you just don't do that, bro. You don't do that. You don't do that. That that shit wasn't that shit wasn't cool at all. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, guys, that has been another we talked episode about the fact of that, the podcast. You know- My apologies. And, uh, man, let's get on into the song of the week. The song of the week is really Mark Anthony. But because of my love for Maya, I ain't got no choice. I ain't got no choice.
That was Maya. It's all about me from, I believe, the self-titled album, Maya, dropped in 1998. Guys, it has been another one. I hope your week's worth of wilding goes smoothly, and I hope you're doing it to obtain the utmost respect. It is your one and only favorite Wody, Jagger Jack. And I'm about this, John. I'm fighting for you, Jack. You know what I'm saying? It's your one and only favorite Wody. Niggas is wildin'.